Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Blessed be his holy name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are saved. This morning, I'll read, I'm going to begin by reading an excerpt from the Handbook for Spiritual Warfare, by Dr. Ed Murphy. I don't know if you have that book, but if you are someone that um, benefits from this prayer line, you might find that this is a good reference book to have in your library. I'm not sure if it's been updated, the last version that I have, was written in 1992, but some things don't change, and that's the point of his writing the book. And this is what he said. He talked about an incident in the first of of the book with his teenage daughter, how all of a sudden, after being a great student, he began to have issues with her. He was in another country, and she just began to um, do some things. But I'm not going to read you her story. I'm just going to share with you um, part of the preference. It says, Like most people, they get involved with direct spiritual warfare ministry. He did not choose this dimension of kingdom activity. It was chosen for him, and I'm paraphrasing, by another with a capital A, whose servants we are. In writing this book, he says, you will discover how the post-Enlightenment Western worldview has filtered out much that the church reveals about the evil spirit world from our understanding. And this is a sidebar. It has filtered it out of the understanding of the church, yet fills our airways with an overabundance 
of this information through music and television. Yet the church has filtered it out. The church is revealed in scripture not only as the people of God and the body of Christ, but also as part of God's warrior kingdom, an ongoing conflict with internal evil, the flesh, social evil, the world, and supernatural evil, the spirit world. I call this, Dr. Murphy says, a multidimensional sin war. I like that phrase. Today, God seems to be awakening his church anew to the vivid reality that we are at war. Are you awake this morning? (laughs) I am barely, but I am awake to this revelation. We are at war with evil. That evil is personal, not impersonal. It is supernatural evil, the kingdom of Satan, Jesus the Lamb, the gentle sacrificial Savior, and the Lion, the mighty warrior, calls us out of our complacency to be soldiers of the cross. Girded with the full armor of God, we are to overcome the evil one. Yes, we're on target to challenge the principalities and powers who hold individuals and peoples in bondage with the authority we have in Christ through declaration and intercession, according to Acts 26, 18. Why did he bother to write this book? It's probably the same reason that many of us get involved with this war. I believe, as Dr. Murphy says, what we do and become, if we're following the cloud, God chooses for us. He says, this book was written out of pain. He says, my own encounters with personal evil and labors to help set the captives free. Do you know about that pain? Maybe that's why you get up early in the morning to pray. Maybe why. It's always such a battle to press in, to be part of this call. Out of confusion, he wrote the book. He was asking the question, why are the church leaders so reluctant to lead God's people to engage the powers? Why haven't they grasped the dominant place spiritual warfare has in God's biblical revelation? I find that amazing as well, that from Genesis to Revelation, God reveals himself as a warrior king. Out of conviction, 
the entire biblical revelation of God's redemptive activity, salvation history is set in the context of warfare between two kingdoms. If you're a student of the Bible, you have to discard much of the Bible. This is my sidebar. If you're going to ignore this spiritual galactic war between two kingdoms of darkness and light, one must filter out much of scripture. Theologians have mastered the technique of eliminating the revelation of warfare. He wrote the book out of concern that we recover the biblical radical warrior lifestyle that won cities and communities for Christ in the early centuries. That God revive his worldly church, that we not compromise with evil, nor live for ourselves, but for God, for the lost, for the healing of the bruised among us, that our teaching and practice of spiritual warfare be rooted in Reverent reflection with scripture, church history, and valid experience. Not in dogmatic theology on one hand, or in sensationalism on the other. I have found in my time as a saint, those that are the most effective at spiritual warfare are often those that are the least sensational. Out of appreciation for the faithful spiritual warriors in all nations who engage the enemy in the authority that is ours in Christ and through intercession often called warfare praying. I believe that there is parts of the world that to be a Christian requires that you recognize your authority and that you're willing to stand as warriors. I was thinking about this as I went to sleep last night, that our church in America tends to be lukewarm. We're not cold or hot. We're clothed. We think we have everything, but yet we are naked. Vulnerable. Out of prayer, 
The book was written because our reigning Our brother, Dr. Murphy, desired that God, to whom all the principalities and powers are in subjection, will again, through his church, walk in dominion, and that his church would preach to the poor, proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and set those who are downtrodden free. Proclaim the favorable year of the Lord, according to Luke 4, 18. As I think about the concept of favorable year, we often think about material blessings when we think about the favor of the Lord. But I recognize in reading this that the highest level of favor is the power to overcome the evil genius of this world. So we declare today that 2015 is the favorable year of the Lord for us individually, for our families, collectively, and for our church family, collectively, for our city, for our state, for our nation. We declare that the church is awakening. And that the church will begin to fight and war to set the captives free. That the church would no longer be confused. That its leadership will feel the convicting power of the Holy Spirit as it begins to study the word of God. For we are so privileged in this nation that we can indeed study, freely study, that we would begin to take advantage of the gift of freedom and the gift of inquiry and the gift of free speech, and the gift of freedom to assemble so that we can build a catalyst of fire, Holy Spirit rain, fire. 
to purge our community, to purge our nation and our heart. You see, Scripture shows us when 12 men, 11 plus one, Paul, when 12 men caught the fire of revival, it changed the known world. Just 12 men. Sometimes in leadership, we look and we count heads. God's not concerned about the numbers, but he is concerned about the fire. Father God, I thank you for the fire. I thank you for the passion to set on fire the course of this nation, the course of my life first, my family, my church, my community. Father, we thank you for the rain of fire. I'm hearing R-A-I-N as it was on the day of Pentecost. the fire of God. Illuminated the upper room. And Father, we thank you for the rain of fire. That in this dispensation, this part of the dispensation that the fire of God would have authority in our midst. That everything that's not like Jesus would be caught up in the fire of your Holy Spirit. And we would begin to see the illumination of your glory manifested in the lives of those who have been purged by fire. Walking in the freedom of your salvation. Father, we recognize that the word salvation means to be whole, complete. It means to be healed, delivered, set free, whole and that healing is the children's bread and freedom from oppression should be our possession. But, Lord, I thank you to be part of a church that's awakening to the truth of who you are, that you are a man of war, and you have instituted a kingdom that will overthrow 
the kingdoms of this world so that when it ends our time here, our sojourn, we will be able to stand before you and say, Father God, the kingdoms of this world have now become the kingdoms of our God, and we shall reign forever, Father. Thank you, Father God, that you're preparing warriors, not just for today, but that will reign with you throughout eternity. Father, I thank you that when the kingdom on earth, when there is a new Jerusalem, that we will reign alongside of Jesus throughout eternity. So, Father, we posture ourselves as sons of God. You said those that are led by the Spirit, according to Galatians 5, I believe, verse 21. that those that are led by your Holy Spirit will become sons of God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, just as Dr. Murphy said, his book is a work in progress. We recognize, Lord, that revelation is progressive. And that as we purpose, press in, our lives are a progression. May we continually press toward the mark of your high calling in all that we do. May we find our position and place in you based on purpose and your plan. We thank you this morning for our church that's waking up. We thank you this morning for being part of the great revival that's beginning to hit our world. We thank you, Father God, that we will not be left behind. (laughs) We will be at the forefront of what you're doing in the earth in this hour. So, Lord, we seek your faith. We thank you that you are instructing us in the way which we should go and that you are guiding us with your eye. We thank you for your guidance and leading concerning your will, your plan, and your purpose for our lives. We do hear the voice of the Good Shepherd. For we know you and follow you. You lead us in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Thank you, Father, that our path is growing brighter and brighter until it reaches the full light of day. As we follow you, Lord, we believe our path is becoming clearer each day. Thank you, Father, that Jesus was made unto us wisdom. Confusion is not part of our life. We are not confused about your will for our life. We trust in you 
and lean not to our own understanding. As we acknowledge you in all our ways, you are directing our path. We believe that. And as we trust in you completely, you will show us the path of life. The path of life. Thank you, Father God. God, in the midst of your people, be glorified. Father, you said if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of you. And you give it to all men liberally. And withhold not. And it shall be given to him. Therefore, Father, in faith, nothing wavering. We ask to be filled with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Today we incline our ear unto wisdom and we apply our heart to understanding so that we may receive that which has been freely given to us. Father, we refuse to walk around in this world as if we do not know God, continuing to make the same old mistakes that everybody around us have made for generations. Father, we thank you and we praise you that wisdom is available. So, Father, today, today, sufficient the cares of this world. Father, sufficient. You, we ask for our wisdom for today. What is it, Daddy, that we need to know today in order to be effective in the kingdom, in our kingdom agenda? Today, Daddy God, what is it that you've called us to? What is it that we are to accomplish today? We thank you for wisdom and strength to obey you today. In the name of Jesus, we receive skill and godly wisdom and instruction. We discern and comprehend the words of understanding and insight. We receive instruction in wise dealing and the discipline of wise thoughtfulness, righteousness, justice, and integrity. Knowledge, discretion, and discernment are given to us. Father, I thank you that in the midst of our situation that we are able to discern not just the adversary or other people, for that's important, Father, but we have discernment regarding ourselves. Father, I thank you that we increase in knowledge, that we are people of understanding, that we acquire the skills and attain the sound counsel that is needed to steer our course rightly. 
Father God, there are times that we get involved in argument, questioning, and it opens the door to confusion. We try to unlock doors that you have not said is significant for today. Yet, Father, we bypass the important things that should be handled today. Father, I thank you for the revelation knowledge that's needed in order to do what we need to do today. Father, we thank you for wisdom. Wisdom will keep us. Wisdom will defend us. Wisdom will protect us. We love wisdom. And we guard our wisdom. We don't get involved with foolish arguments and conversations that will undermine the wisdom of God. We prize wisdom highly and we exalt her. She will bring us to honor because we embrace her. She gives to my head, our head, wreaths of grace, crowns of beauty, and glory. Glory she will deliver and give to us. Length of days are in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. And I want to, Father, for the sake of those listening, explain that in Scripture, wisdom is called she. For wisdom is the female attribute of our God. We recognize as women of God that we have wisdom and discernment often in ways that um, that possibly our spouses don't see especially when it comes to dealing with the affairs of our children and our household. So, Father, I pray that as women of God, that we use wisdom in how we deal with our spouses. Father God, We thank you for the heads of our home. We thank you, Father, for the covering that you've given us. We thank you, Father God, that you cover our covering. We thank you, Father God. We submit ourselves to your process. We are wise master builders. We recognize your strategy, Father, to overcome the works of darkness. And you called Adam and Eve to have dominion together.
So, Father God, we thank you that through the blood of Jesus, you have brought man and woman together as it was in the beginning to co-labor together to build kingdom, representing Christ and her bride. We are a reflection of what it means to come into agreement with one another. Father, I thank you for the power of agreement that you have given to us. As we come in agreement with your Holy Spirit, as we come in agreement with one another regarding the things of the Spirit, we will see the power of God manifested in our home. And for some of us, Father, we have some rough days, Lord, because the curse that was released against humanity put Adam and Eve at conflict with one another. You never did. But the tree of good and evil is a tree of argument and debate. It's a tree of competitiveness and slavery. It's a tree that causes compulsion, anger, bitterness, resentment, manipulation, and control. These things are not, ought not to be named or said about a house of God and the children of God and how they relate to one another in their homes, in their church. You said in your word where there is strife and envy, there are all manners of evil. In churches where there's strife, you will find every evil work of the enemy. In homes where there's strife, you will find every evil work of the enemy. So, Father God, in our home, I ask for release of your wisdom, love that covers, that the love of God would be their portion, and that the wives would submit themselves to their own husbands. Sometimes as women, we want to submit ourselves to everybody other than our own husband. But you said in your word that we are to submit ourselves to our own husband. But you didn't leave us vulnerable, Father. 
because you recognize that our husbands often are a work in progress, just like we are. You said husbands are to love their wives like Jesus loved the church. He sacrificed, he gave. He intercedes daily. He makes preparation for our victory. He has prepared a seat alongside of him. So, Father God, I thank you that as wives submit, to their husbands. You also said there is a mutual submission, that we come together in agreement, submitted to your will. You said that Eve was an able helpmeet, that she was everything that Adam needed in order for them to have dominion over their sphere of influence and to be fruitful and multiply and raise up godly seed. Father God, I praise you and I thank you as it was in the beginning, so it is now. A man that despises his wife despises his own flesh and a woman that despises her husband despises her own flesh. For Father God, your word says the two shall become one flesh by a covenant agreement. So when spouses handle one another harshly, they're really being harsh toward themselves. Father, you said in your word, prayers will not be answered when homes are filled with strife. So we ask you, Father God, for peace in our homes. We ask for peace that passes all understanding. Give us wisdom as spouses to learn how to love our spouse. Intercede for them. See the place where they're broken. And cover it with prayer because love covers. Father, I thank you and I praise you for every home represented on this line. Those that are married or unmarried. Father, you even made special provision for those that were not married. For they are married to Christ himself. There's no middle man or middle ground. Let us live according 
safely to the station to which we have been called. Let the married not wish to be single. Or the single wish to be married. Let us discern the moment and the hour and maximize what you are doing. For Father God, the steps of the right of a righteous man are ordered by you. We trust you in the process, Lord, that when we come to that place where you have prepared the one, if we are single, that we would be married to, Lord, we would find ourselves in that place, Lord God, prepared and ready for the assignment that you have ordained for marriage. And Father, as married couples, as we seek daily to do your will, we thank you, Father God, that everything that you've ordained for us will be established in the earth. So we thank you for the angelic forces to war over our day to day. That they are going forth like the angels over Jacob. They were ascending and descending so that your will would be accomplished in the life of Jacob or Israel. So, Father God, we thank you and we praise you that there is an open portal over us and that the angels are ascending and descending so that everything that we need in order to accomplish what you have ordained will be established in our lives. We thank you, Jesus, that you have made unto us wisdom and in you are all the treasures of divine wisdom, that because of you, we have comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God and all the riches of spiritual knowledge and enlightenment are given to us through Christ Jesus. We do not have to consult outside of the word of God to be enlightened, and spiritually empowered. Father, we repent of reading the horoscope, seeking fortune tellers and soothsayers, Ouija boards, consulting and receiving counsel from the spirit of divination, divining. We repent, Father God. We repent, Father God, 
of any act that we have engaged in that undermine the truth of who you are and undergirds the enemy. We repent, Father God. We repent, Father God, of cohabitating with the spirit of anger, the spirit of murder, the spirit of suicide, the spirit of fear, the spirit of shame. Every unclean spirit, Father, we repent of being bedfellow with them, lying down with them, embracing them. For God, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. We rebuke insanity this morning. We rebuke the spirit of infirmity this morning. Father, you said a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And I'm hearing oftentimes in our relationships with one another, we don't see that what we show is a double-minded stand. So, Father God, we repent of being double-minded, and we recognize that that alone will cause us to be unstable. Father, today we choose you. We repent of every act that we've engaged in that did not give you glory. And we ask you, Father God, that your spirit would go before us, that the angels of the Lord would war in our behalf to bring correction in our environment. We renounce. every unclean spirit that operates in our marriage, in our home, in our church, in our community. Father, as church leaders, forgive us for creating toxic environments where the spirit of strife, envy, jealousy moves throughout the body. Father, that ought not be in the body of Christ. Father, give the leadership, the authority, the boldness to take authority and to give wise counsel in areas where the enemy has a stronghold. And I'm hearing this. Father, as church leaders, Let us come out from among them and purify our own hearts first. Deliver us from strife. Deliver us from jealousy. Deliver us 
from anger. Father, you said that leaders of your church, you're very specific in Titus. So, Father God, let us purify ourselves. No. Father, purify us as we submit ourselves to the purifying process. And yes, Father, we cleanse ourselves. We choose to be clean. We choose to walk uprightly before you, Father. We choose to appropriate the word of God. We choose to teach our children how to live godly lives. We choose to love our spouses. Father God, we thank you and we praise you this morning that as church leaders, we humble ourselves under your mighty hand. That arrogance and pride is not our platform. Divisiveness is not our platform. Father, I see that there are some leaders that know that what they're doing is going to cause conflict. And they think it's clever, but they're not discerning the spirit that are, that's giving them the idea. Father, increase, may their eyes be open to see that there's nothing clever or cute about hurting your people. May we create atmospheres where the fruit of the Spirit is manifest. May we create atmospheres, Father, where the spiritual gifts are released in such a way that men and women leave the church blessed with a clear revelation of where they're going. And what your plan and your desire and your heart is towards them. Let us create an environment, Father, where the truth of your word is being revealed. Father, I thank you for your body. I thank you for church leaders. I thank you, Father God, that they are awakening to righteousness and the need for spiritual warfare. So I thank you, Father God, and I cover the body with the blood of Jesus. I thank you for the mighty army that you're raising up. I thank you for the apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, teachers, ministers of righteousness. I thank you for the deacons. I thank you for the dance ministry. I thank you for the ministers of music. I thank you for praise and worship going forth in power, touching your heaven, Father, so much so that you stand up and that you acknowledge the heartfelt praise. Father, the strife that is often found on praise teams and inquires because of exhibition spirit 
and wanting to be first and seen and noted causes strife and envy and jealousy. Father, let us learn to esteem one another more highly than ourselves. Let us learn, Father, to promote the body of Christ, not just our own dealing. And Father God, I thank you. You said in your word we are to give an account for every idle word spoken. And Lord, we often bring a spirit into the church of course, jesting. Because we think that's humorous. But at the root of it is a spirit to belittle other people. Show us how to enjoy one another without demeaning one another. And using course jesting as a means of fault finding. Lord, many of our wounds came because someone thought they were being clever. Father, I thank you and I praise you, Lord, for a spirit of forgiveness and love operating in your body and among your people. Father, forgive us for being prideful and arrogant, thinking that to be spiritual we had to be better than other people. We live in a world that is competitive. And that there's only one first place winner. But Father, in the kingdom, we all have the opportunity to be first. First in our lane. First to finish our course. First, because we submitted ourselves to your process. First, because there's no comparison. Every race is you individually designed by you for us to win if we will pursue you. So, Father, we recognize that I can't be like anyone else. You have written it in our DNA. There are no two people alike. So, Father God, I thank you that there isn't a need to compete with one another. But instead, Father God, we compete for the pride, which is to apprehend Jesus Christ himself in our world. So I thank you today that we're on track in our lane 
running the race that you've designed for us, Lord. Sufficient are the cares of the day. We cast all our cares on you, for you care for us. We thank you, Father God, that you will bring us home safely. That when we come to the end of the day, Father, we will have lived it, filled with your wisdom. We walk in paths of righteousness. When we walk, our steps will not be hampered. Our path will be made clear and open. And when we run, we shall not stumble. We take fast hold to your instruction, and we do not let her go. We guard wisdom, for she is our life. We let our eyes look right on with fixed purpose. We gaze straight before us. We consider well the path of our feet. And we let all our ways be established in order to arise. Father, in the name of Jesus, we look carefully to how we walk. We live purposefully prosperously, and worthily, not as unwise and witless individuals, but as wise men and women of God, sensible, intelligent people. We make ourselves available to your counsel, to your mind, making the most of our time, buying up every opportunity. Father, we repent of idle time and idle use of our time. Show us today, Father, we repent of mishandling our time. You have given us a blank canvas, and we murmur and complain. Yet we do not do the thing that you require of us. So we repent today, and we thank you that today is a new day. We thank you, Father God, that we are indeed wise master builders. We trust in you with all our heart. We lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways, we acknowledge you, and you will make our path straight through your precepts. We gather understanding. We hate every false way, every way that's not like you. Your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And show us, Father, when the enemy is trying to draw us off on a path that's contrary to your will for us. It may even seem like a good thing, but it's not a God thing because it draws us away from your plan and your purpose. So we thank you, Father God, that our love abounds more and more and more in knowledge and in insight so that we may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ. 
but filled with the fruit of filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to your glory, to your praise. We give you honor and praise today in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining me. Win Community Prayer Line. We're here 6.30, 7.30 every morning, Monday through Friday. Call in 724-444-7444. Call ID 121201. Log into TalkShoe.com uh, and chat. I'll do my best to respond back while we chat. If I have missed anything, I did not open the prayer line this morning, but I do speak healing over your body. Father, I thank you that you sent your word to heal us, and healing is the children's bread. So, Lord God, I thank you for supernatural healing for my sister's body, to strengthen her. Father God, the pain that she's experienced, Lord, we speak to that pain, peace in the name of Jesus. Every residue of darkness, we command to leave her body in Jesus' name and not to cause pain and discomfort in the name of Jesus. So we speak to her health. We speak to her strength. We speak to restoration of every body part in her body. Everywhere that there has been damage in her body, we thank you for complete restoration, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. So thank you, Daddy God. We look forward to a continued conversation with you throughout today and to meet with one another again tomorrow morning at 6.30. Be blessed, prosperous, in Jesus' name, amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.